Hello and welcome to Who Is She? A Bechdel Test Fest podcast. For each episode, my Bechdel partners in crime and I come together to spotlight a pioneering woman in film who we think should be on your radar. I'm your host, Beth Webb, film journalist and broadcaster and co-runner of the Bechdel Test Fest. And this week we have a very special episode for you. My aforementioned Bechdel Test Fest partner in crime, Karina Antrobis, had a special extended interview with the maker of the world to come, Mona Fastvold. The world to come is set in the 19th century in the American Northwest, and it follows Abigail, played by Catherine Waterston, a farmer's wife, and her new neighbour Tally, played by Vanessa Kirby, who find themselves irrevocably drawn to each other. A grieving Abigail tends to her withdrawn husband Dyer, played by Casey Affleck, as free spirit Tally bristles at the jealous control of her husband Finney, played by Christopher Abbott, when together their intimacy begins to fill a void in each other's lives that they never knew existed. We're going to go to that interview now and we will see you on the other side. So it's been a, it's been a while. You've had your premiere at the Venice Film Festival um, last year and you won the Queer Lion Award. I mean, how are you feeling now that we're finally about to see it out on the big screen? It's, you know, this, this film's journey is a bit like the film itself. It's very, it's slow <laughs> and uh, in its pacing, but, um, but it also, it has been a really beautiful process because uh, we, you know, we, yes, yeah, so we got to, we got to premiere the film in, in Venice um, and we got to experience that. And, and you know, because I'm, I'm from Norway and um, the actors from UK. So we actually got to travel there during that little break before the second wave hit. Um, so, so getting to have that experience with the audience is really so rewarding. And mm. then, and then now, you know, it's 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 nice to get to get to have a little break from the film. And then slowly, it's been you know been released in different markets and different places around the world. So it's nice to normally it's also intense, and you don't get to really take the time with with these um, with each different you know where the film um, is, is is playing. So it's been really lovely to have. Mm-hmm. have a kind of a peaceful process around it and yeah and I'm you know I'm, I'm I like to be behind the camera and not in front so I'm quite enjoying sitting in my living room talking on zoom about the yeah. film instead of moving around the world and telling you know everyone about it yeah. that's that's interesting you say that because I, I know that you, you used to be a child actor is that right mm-hmm, that's right yeah. that's probably one of the reasons that I very happy to to uh <laughs> to 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 promote the film in this way and to talk about the film in this way yeah yeah, yeah. I wondered if um any of your experiences as an actor were used as your experiences as a director did it give you um an insight into how you should direct your actors I think so I think that I sympathize with them uh quite a lot it's such a difficult job I find it to be a very painful job think you need to feel very safe in order to do a good job so to try and create that really um, like a a comfortable safe space uh, is something that I really strive for on my film sets Um, growing up remembering you know sometimes uh, really tense and I know there's always it's difficult when you're shooting there's you you know you're always the clock is ticking you don't have enough time and you're losing the light and 
you know, horses are being difficult or <laughs> there, there's always these things that can, that can make everyone very stressed and, and anxious. So but I try to, to really encourage and nurture uh, an environment that, that is quite um, um, relaxed and, and comfortable for the actors. Um, mm -hmm. Because yeah. I do think it's it's a much nicer setting to perform in if you can try and, and preserve that as much as possible. Mm. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, and I also I also loved being I loved being invited to to go and you know watch the um, go behind the monitor and and, and you know look at um, how uh, you know your blocking worked for the camera as well. And and if that's something actors want, I really encourage that as well to just come and see see this is you hitting your mark this is you not and this is where the light is and this is how this is your you know circle of light and this is how you mm -hmm. can play within that um, mm -hmm. so just having perhaps a more collaborative approach than what I experienced at times myself. Mm. And you've done quite a few roles within filmmaking in general I guess I mean I know that you mm -hmm. well your, your first film was in 2014 with Sleepwalker mm -hmm. um, and so this makes it your second step from how I understand it of your directing career but what was it about this particular script that made you want to get back in the director's chair um yeah i've been writing for uh, several years after the sleepwalker um and also producing and and i felt um and then i had a project that kept falling apart that kept coming together and falling apart um and i felt really tired of writing uh so i'd done that a lot i didn't really um you know, if, if you just, I came out of an intense writing process and with, with my partner and I was, I, and I felt slightly uninspired um, and it felt hard to try and climb another mountain again because I just did it and then, then just kind of tumbled back down off it. And then this beautiful script just kind of landed in my lap and it felt difficult, but in, in an exciting way. Mm. I thought um, this conversation that these two women um, are having is um, I, I recognize that, I recognize this. I feel like it's very, it's something, it's a modern approach to this love story, the way that they are, have this conversation that could perhaps last a lifetime. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really, uh, really interesting. And I wanted to explore that further. And I, and I immediately, I also just immediately saw a few images that I felt very compelled to create. Mm. Um, and then there was, there was this fantastic text, but it was not, it was not a traditional screenplay it read more like um like a short story or a short novel mm. um so i thought oh here there's a lot of room here to to move and pull it in different directions mm. and then i really enjoyed um my my early conversations with uh um with the writers as well jim shepherd and, and ron hansen i just thought it was uh, we had such an interesting conversation going and I thought oh this conversation between me and them it's it's kind of it's an interesting perspective mm -hmm. these you know different generations and uh, from different places in the world and um different genders and you know and I thought oh this is, is interesting it's an mm -hmm. odd couple <laughs> I wonder yeah. what will come from that um and then immediately I kind of had this and I wanted to cast um Catherine and, and and Vanessa in these two roles and and that just also fell into place um quickly and that so it was just all yeah all of a sudden it, it just kind of started moving that's amazing I mean yeah I'm Catherine and Vanessa they are absolutely brilliant in this and they've got such 
like they, they generate their own fire when placed side by side. And, uh, you know, you remember that first moment that they clap eyes on each other. It's almost like you can hear a mic, a, 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 a match striking. But talk to us about that casting process. How did you find, or what, what was it about those two that made you want to place them? And how did you create such wonderful chemistry? I think that, um, well, Catherine was the first. I really heard her voice and saw her in that role immediately. So she was my very first choice for the for the for Abigail. And I thought that uh, she had this like really wonderful um, uh, balance between seeming very strong, grounded, um, just tall. You know, she's she has um, like a strength to her, and she has she can you know she has a. And I thought that was very important for Abigail. She you know she runs this farm. She is a partner to 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 her husband. She's described as an asset, which I thought was funny mm-hmm. and also interesting. And we talk about how women are described in in screenplays, and I thought. Like this, she's an asset, and uh, so I and I thought, okay, I, I I want someone who has that, who seems like they worked and that they're able to work and work hard, mm-hmm. and at the same time has that vulnerability that I really find in Catherine. And I also do think that this character possesses such a rich inner life that we are led into. So we need someone who really can handle a difficult text and who can who has um who also has a subtlety to their performance that makes you want to lean in um you know if if you're sort of given too much in the performance it would be cringy i feel mm-hmm. um but with catherine i knew that she would give us a quite held performance when needed and then we get we were led into her inner life through her diary entries. So, um, so I thought that was she possessed all of those qualities, and then she agreed, or at least she agreed to do the part. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, with with, um, with Vanessa, um, I really I thought you know she was described as um, much younger. She was supposed to be much younger. She's much younger in the short story, um, and somehow in the short story she's supposed to. I guess she sort of evokes um, uh, Abigail's daughter. And mm-hmm. to, I thought that was not so interesting. I, I, it was an approach that I was, um, that I didn't really, that I didn't really relate to. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I want to do something different. I want to cast um, someone who's definitely an adult woman, not a, not a girl becoming a woman, but actually a woman um with um with a, you know with a strong point of view and with a probably perhaps a more pronounced sexuality than mm. um, than than abigail who would move this relationship for uh, for uh, forward to to you know who would take the first step and um and i thought you know uh, vanessa has such a great she's got really great comedic timing and she has this like deep wonderful voice and um and has that ability to just like you know bring a, a room to life and um so i thought the the difference in temperament um this sort of more introvert and the more uh, extrovert um with these two between these two women i thought was really interesting and so i think by that pairing and they also really got along right away i felt that um, that the chemistry was there already just because they really they really got along so well and mm-hmm. had that naturally and then um, they we both we you know the text everybody respects that the text is the text and it's difficult but we just kind of we had to just 
rehearse a ton really to find those right um to find how to move in the room in the right way to find how to block in the in the right way to find you know all the beats in these like eight nine pages long scenes that they have together over and over again so it's truly about you know finding that together um mm. the the three of us as well as um as well as uh, with our with our dp dp mm. uh, andre shamatov they're very lucky that they have mm. that instant connection and it no it's it's a beautiful beautiful yeah. pairing for sure i also think that when you know when when actors are given especially and, and actresses too it's so exciting for them to, to you know to get to work with another woman it's often you're in a um you're playing a wife or a mother or a love interest and and not just the character yeah. <laughs> and, and for them you know this is a situation where they both got to play that and they had they were so excited to get to play that and to play you know to really uh, spar yeah yeah and really pull apart that role mm -hmm. of mother or, or you know grieving mm -hmm. mother or partner and really just dig into the internalization of those mm -hmm. characters is just really wonderfully mm -hmm. portrayed and um, i really have to talk about the the script because it is just so full of like mic dropping poetry there's just plenty of lines that made me want to just pause and savor in the moment of just how well that was just delivered um i actually wrote some of the lines down such as you know i am a library without books or i have become my own grief and they're just they're just so simple but say so much even though the title is poetic and there's an element of hope and i wondered what you could tell us what the world to come means to you well, I think, um, you know, that's also, you know, that's, that struck me as well. As soon as I read, started reading the script, I thought, oh, this is, this text is so beautiful. And um, for and the title, um, I really, uh, I really connected with that as well. Um, I felt for me that the title really spoke to where I was when I was shooting it. I felt that, um, by you know by being brave and thinking of daring to sort of lift your eyes and and attack and look at um their world and mm. in in a new way um you know they took one step like these characters these fictional or these perhaps non-fictional you know characters they took one step in in in, in direction towards um, having more freedom and towards, you know, uh, uh, liberating women. And I thought, you know, all those sort of brave ideas and brave minds, they, they push in the right direction. And then today, all of a sudden I stand here and I get to direct this film. Mm -hmm. I, I am, you know, um, uh, directing and guiding, you know, you know, 150 people and get to tell this story in Romania, a country where, and of course, politically, it's really challenging and troubling um, at the time. So I thought, you know, that is that is the world to come. Mm. This this movement, this step, and this direction is uh, is uh, you know will pa will pave the way. Even and you know, when I thought about you know even small stories like this, because we hear about the great fantastic stories, and you know these endeavors uh, we hear about the napoleons and we hear about you know these uh, um these these stories we hear about them but but um but we you know there's there should also be room in history for these smaller quieter stories mm. but of great bravery yeah um, 
there's interest for them and and you know we can identify with them and perhaps they can inspire to be brave in you know in our own lives in small ways mm, that's such a beautiful answer for sure and even just the stories within the what is otherwise seen could be seen as like the mundane lifestyles but actually there's just mm. so much drama and stories within the the smaller lesser you know they don't have to necessarily be conquering wars or you know running up mountains but there are a lot of stories within the female history that are yet to yet to come so a world to come I, I really like that and finally one of our last questions and this is something that we ask all our guests um on Bechtel Test Fest we ask our guests for a recommendation of a female filmmaker or director who is working right now that who should definitely be on our radar and a recommendation of a film that we should be watching Hmm. Oh, let me think on that for a second. I mean, because it has to be semi a little bit uh, obscure then, because uh, I mean, I'm sure you know about all the. We all like the, obscure. We, we do the, <laughs> all the great ones. <laughs> <Bring it> on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because well, so okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, because there's obviously the whole list of people who've inspired me who also work right now, uh, female filmmakers. There's so many mm. great ones, and then there's fantastic ones in history. But I think that um, I think you should check out because I really think that um, what is going to continue to come from this filmmaker is really exciting. I love um, th there's a filmmaker called Celia Ralston Hall and her first feature film called Ma. And it's a silent dance movie that was released okay. by IFC. Nice. And it is uh, Celia. Um, approaches filmmaking and um, um, and imagery and uh, gender and sexuality in a way that is very, very um, exciting and avant-garde. And I think that um, uh, I think that her next feature is going to be, uh, you know, quite a journey. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. Oh, so, what a recommendation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, very excited to check that one out. Thank you so much. And that was our Bechdel Test Fest founder in conversation with filmmaker Mona Fastfold. Mona's film The World to Come stars Vanessa Kirby and Catherine Waterston and it's out in UK cinemas today. That's the 23rd of July. Thank you so much for listening. Please do keep an eye out on our social media where we will be providing updates on all future episodes and we'll see you very, very soon. Who is she? A Bechdel Test Fest podcast is a Bechdel Test Fest production. It was hosted by myself, Beth Webb, and produced by Steph Watts with additional help from Karina Antropus and Caitlin Quinlan. Our music was written, performed and produced by Zoe Mead. Check out her band Wildest on all major streaming platforms. Like our podcast, please subscribe and say nice things about us on our Apple Podcasts page.